Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Thank you for standing by. This is the conference operator. Welcome to Great Panther Mining's first quarter 2021 results conference call. As a reminder, all participants are in a listen-only mode and the conference is being recorded. After the presentation, there will be an opportunity to ask questions. To join the question queue, you may press star, then 1 on your telephone keypad. Should you need assistance during the conference call, you may signal an operator by pressing star and zero. I would now like to turn the conference over to Fiona Grant-Leger, Vice President, Investor Relations. Please go ahead. Thank you, operator. Good morning, everyone. I'm Fiona Grant-Leger. Thank you for taking the time to participate in our call today. Before we begin, please note that we will be making forward-looking statements during the presentation. You should be cautioned that actual results and future events may differ from those noted in today's presentation. The commentary also refers to various non-GAAP measures, definitions, and reconciliations that are included in the company's MD&A for the three months ended March 31, 2021. All dollar amounts expressed in this presentation and the associated financial statements are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise noted. For reference, during the call, ASIC refers to all-in sustaining costs. Detailed cautionary statements can be found at the end of the presentation. I would like to remind everyone that this conference call is being recorded and will be available for replay later today. Replay information and the presentation slides accompanying this conference call and webcast will be available on our website at greatpanther.com. On the call this morning, we have Rob Henderson, President and CEO, Neil Hepworth, Chief Operating Officer, and Sean Turkington, Vice President of Finance. Thanks, Fiona, and thank you everyone for dialing in today. It's now been just over a year since the global COVID-19 pandemic began, and people everywhere have been affected in one way or another. Our business has had to adapt in ways we never imagined, but I'm very proud of how the team at Great Panther has adapted to our new health and safety protocols while continuing to successfully conduct our business. The pandemic has undeniably impacted efficiencies of operations, and I have immense appreciation for the team delivering as they have, even amidst these adverse conditions. I'm pleased to report that operations continue safely despite COVID-19, and we remain on track with our proposed guidance for the year. The first quarter is typically a low production quarter for us due to the rain in Brazil. And our consolidated metal production in the first quarter of 2021 was 30,556 gold equivalent ounces, inclusive of 24,978 ounces of gold and 360,000 ounces of silver. We are benefiting from a strong metals price environment for both gold and silver, which resulted in revenues of 52.6 million, an increase of 9% over the same quarter last year, 
and mine operating earnings of 11 million, which is an increase of 85% when compared with Q1 2020. The weak Brazilian real in relation to the US dollar had a positive effect on costs, with our all-in sustaining costs, excluding corporate GNA, coming in at $1,557 per ounce of gold sold, which is a decrease of 11% over Q1 2020. Our adjusted EBITDA increased 94% over Q1 2020 to 12.4 million, and cash flow from operating activities before changes in non-cash working capital was $7.3 million compared with $0.9 million in the same period last year. We ended the quarter with a strong balance sheet with $45.5 million in cash and cash equivalents, and we reduced our debt position to $27.6 million. But our primary focus for 2021 is untapping the potential at Tucano in the 90-kilometer by 30-kilometer tenement package that we wholly own in Brazil. This really is a year for the geologists. And to that end, this quarter we saw a significant ramp up in drilling at Tucano with a 68% increase in meters drilled over the same quarter last year. Our exploration team is headed up by Nick Weiner, a seasoned geologist with extensive experience, particularly at Tucano. We plan to do 60,000 meters at Tucano this year, and we have four exploration drills on site with another two rigs on their way. The three-pronged exploration program will focus on near mine, open pit targets, underground targets, as well as the regional targets. In March, we announced encouraging results from the open pit drill program, which is focused on the shallow tap C pit, which is located between the TAP AB pits and the Urukum pits that are currently in production. These results demonstrate the continuity of open pitable sulfide mineralization below the current TAP C pit floor. I'll now turn it over to Neil Hepworth, our Chief Operating Officer, to discuss the operations in more detail. Okay, thanks, Rob. Um, Focusing first on Tukana, gold production for the quarter was 22,996 ounces, compared with the 26,176 ounces in Q1 2020. This is a 12% decrease, but it's attributed to the lower ore production in the mine, reduced process plant availability, and lower grades. Um, Tukana processed a higher proportion of low-grade stockpile material this quarter due to the focus on on stripping of the upper levels and position of mining activity relative to the ore in the lower benches. Production was also affected by seasonal weather and a disruption to our oxygen supply. During the wet season, normally from January through June, production rates are lower than during the dry season, which is normally July until December. Purchase oxygen supply was affected as scheduled deliveries were redirected to Brazil's hospitals to meet much needed demand related to the pandemic. Shortages in the purchase oxygen supply are expected to decrease recovery rates and reduce throughput at Tucano over the next few months. ASIC for the quarter was $1,549 an ounce. This is a 12% improvement over Q1 2020, but mainly due to the weakening of the Brazilian real. Um, as Rob said, we had four diamond drill rigs turning this quarter, focused on near mine resource definition, specifically at Tapsi Open Pit and Urukum North Underground. 
The, the focus of the Ukum North Underground drilling is to better define the upper high-grade shallow north plunging ore chute, specifically looking at the up-plunge area to the south to guide location of an exploration and underground access ramp. In Q1, approximately 2,800 meters were drills of the 8,000-meter drill program. Okay, turning to TAP-C, the initial results from TAP-C open pit drill program were announced subsequent to the end of the quarter. In the first phase drill program conducted in Q1, the grades and widths we are seeing are good, but what excited the team most at, the, at these results it was, is that these results indicate continuity of mineralization down to 70 meters below the current pit, which is sitting at 50 meters deep. These results have helped us put together a high confidence model that is being used to target further testing in the second phase drill program currently underway. We believe that this new model and ongoing drilling will allow inclusion of the TAPSI open pit in the next mineral resource statement for Tucana. In, in Mexico, our focus on strict, stricter management controls and our stops is resulting in reduced dilution and improvement in, in grades. At the Guanajuato mine complex, a total of 279,306 silver equivalent ounces were produced with silver recoveries of 86.1% and average silver grades of 124 grams a ton. Gold recoveries were 86.5% and the average gold grade was 1.53 grams per ton. Production was down 29% over Q1 2020, mainly because of lower throughput due to COVID-related workforce shortages. This was essentially reduced supervision due to vulnerable workers being staying at home. The the ASIC was $33.42 per payable ounce of silver compared with $14.21 in Q1 2020. This is reflecting the lower sales given lower production and higher local currency operating costs that were partly due to some one-off costs related to restructuring and COVID. At Topia, the total production was 363,318 silver equivalent ounces a decrease of 3% compared to Q1 last year. Average grades of 398 grams per tonne silver and 0.87 grams per tonne gold were achieved, along with byproducts of lead and zinc. Metal recoveries were 92.4% for silver and 55.4% for gold. Basic per payable ounce was $18.71 versus $17.73 in Q1 2020 due mainly to higher local currency operating costs and lower throughput due to COVID-related workforce shortage. In this case, it was it was mass testing, which took place over a couple of weeks. At Coricancha, our development project in Peru, negotiations with the local community were advanced and work started in preparation for the planned drill program in Q2. This drill program is tar targeting high-grade zones that are readily accessible to mine. I will now turn the call over to Great Panthers Vice President Finance, Sean Turkington, to discuss our financial results. Thank you, Neil. The strong metal price environment we are experiencing has provided great tailwinds for our financials over the last year. Q1 2021 saw revenues of $52.6 million, an increase of 9% over Q1 2020, thanks to higher realized metal prices of $1,755 for gold and $25.35 for silver, representing an increase of 11% and 66% respectively. 
This in turn led to an increase of 85% in mine operating earnings to 11 million from 6 million in Q1 2020. Consolidated ASIC per gold ounce sold, excluding corporate GNA, was $1,557, an 11% decrease compared with Q1 2020, mainly due to the benefit of a weakening Brazilian currency and higher average realized metal prices. During the quarter, we settled the final forward exchange contracts that were entered into at the end of 2019 and early 2020 as part of a risk management strategy to reduce the exposure of our costs at Tucano to foreign exchange fluctuation. The weakness of the BRL experienced in Q1 2020 contributed to a net loss in that quarter of $40.5 million. For the current quarter, our net loss was $300,000, adjusted EBITDA of $12.4 million, an improvement of 94% over the same quarter in 2020. Currently, we have no forward currency contracts in place. Cash flow from operating activities, the four changes in non-cash working capital, was $7.3 million, a significant improvement from $894,000 in Q1 2020. During Q1 2021, we also paid down borrowings of $5.8 million, bringing our total borrowings to $27.6 million that quarter end, and closed the quarter with $45.5 million in cash and cash equivalents. Thank you. That's all we have for formal remarks. I will now turn it back to the operator for the Q&A. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. To join the question queue, you may press star, then 1 on your telephone keypad. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. If you are using a speakerphone, please pick up your handset before pressing any keys. To withdraw your question, please press star, then 2. We will pause for a moment as callers join the queue. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc the first question comes from heiko Ile with hc wainwright please go ahead hey guys this is tyler bissadon for heiko thank you for taking our questions uh, Good morning. You provided, some, you provided some drill results for Tucano on April 7th and reiterated the focus on drilling in your news release today. You previously had a focus on the TAP-C pit situated between the TAP-AB and the Euricum pits that are the current focus of production at Tucano. Uh, can you walk us through your focus and plans for the rest of the year in a bit more detail? And uh, what are you seeing with costs and timing for drill results? Sure. Appreciate the question. Yeah, we released the, we released the results because we thought they're pretty significant in that we have discovered mineralization on the existing C 
seven-kilometer trend that is beneath some very shallow pits. So the the results were to um, essentially model the geologic continuity of the veins. So we have the proof of concept now. We know that these veins are um, exist beneath a pit, so it's very mineable material. It's you know about three kilometers from the plant, so it's um, easy truckable. And the second phase of the program is essentially to do infill drilling to bring those resources onto the books so we can put it onto the mine plan. So the second phase of TAPC is essentially infill to um, bring it into mineral resources. The other two prongs of our exploration program are, um, the, and the biggest one is, is the region. You know, we have the 90-kilometer by 30-kilometer region, which is essentially undrilled. So Nick Weiner is um, proving up targets, um, and we hope to get diamond drills into some of them um, this year, and, and that really would be a game changer um, once we find a, a regional discovery. And, and, and what we're looking for is more open pit material that we can truck to our 10,000 ton a day mill. And then the last one is the underground. The underground is very intriguing. It's four to five gram a ton. It lies directly beneath our northernmost pit, which is the Urukum pit. And the Urukum pit is scheduled to be complete next year. So we would have the opportunity to start going underground there. So we're doing some more drilling on the underground to prove up um, exactly how much we, we could um, potentially get from an underground mine at, at Orocum. So, you know, the work is we're doing there is in order to prepare ourselves for, you know, the potential of going underground in Orocum once the, the pit is depleted. Perfect. Um, okay. I was, I, was, I was just going to add a little bit to that as well because, I mean, we, we, we're pretty excited about these TAPC results because, if, if if you remember, I mean, we we took a huge hit on our on our resources in in 2019, and a lot of that resources was was actually material that was removed from the 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 Tap C resource base, because um, basically because RPA didn't understand the model, and um, now we've got Nick Weiner, who happens to be an expert in structural geology, geophysics, and geochemistry. He's 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 put together a new model, and he's he's busy sort of. Um, sort of, sort of tweaking it at, at the moment, but it's it's quite exciting because it it means we've got a good chance of of, of of recapturing a lot of those reserves without or resources from 2018, without a, without doing a huge amount of drilling. Appreciate that. And, and any sort of timing on when you might expect drill results from phase two? Well, I mean, we 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 basically aiming. Um, to have a, a new MRMR out before the end of the year, so we'll probably be shutting off the drilling round about the end of end of July. I mean, we're bringing in these these two extra rigs, and among these, I mean, basically, I mean, the pits sort of 50 meters deep, and they they basically stopped at the base of the oxide, and um, it actually lends itself to to be, to to us sending in the, the RC rig and drilling a fairly close pattern of, of of holes in there, so we could end up with a pretty good idea of, of, of what we're going to be mining so um, yeah I, I, I think it's, I, I think towards the end of July we'll be we'll be cutting off the drilling and some sometime October November we should be we should be coming up with the um, revised MRMR for that 
Perfect. And just kind of building on that, um, you, you had expected the inclusion of TAP-C in the next mineral reserves and resources statement for Takano. Uh, has any new information surfaced in the last 30 days or so that you could use to provide some color on the future for this area? No, I mean, no, not really, because, I mean, we, we're still doing, I mean, what we started off doing was, was doing a, a series of holes along the entire strike length, and they all came up positive, showing that that, that we've got ex extension of the mineralization. Now we're starting to sort of fill in a little, a little bit on, on, on those holes, so it's, it's just, it's showing the same, the, the same, the same thing. Um, not so, so nothing particularly new on that at, at this stage. I, I think that once we, once sort of Nick finishes off the model, and, um, and 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 that we get the RC drilling done, then I think that you know then we, then I think we might end up with another sort of press release before the MRMR. Perfect, appreciate that. And uh, one last question, guys. Um, you stressed the workforce shortages that you experienced during the quarter at the GMC and Topia mines. Are you seeing any meaningful issues in April and May thus far? Um, no, not really. I mean, this is this is part of the restructuring costs that that we picked up at, at GMC. Unfortunately, I mean, a lot of these people that's you know we, we're having to sort of reorganise the the workforce a little bit and bring in a lot of uh, uh, bring in a lot of new people to make to actually cover those shortages. So yes, so I, I think that we we don't expect we're expecting things to get better, not not worse in in, in terms of the. The, the people shortages related to COVID. Perfect. That's all for me. I'll hop back in queue. Thanks, guys. The next question comes from Joseph Rieger with Roth Capital Partners. Please go ahead. Morning, guys. Thanks for taking the questions. Um, Morning, Joe. I guess. Hey, so um, first thing, on capital spending, you know, it was a bit elevated um, in Q1. I think that was part of the plan was for it to be, I think, uh, first half elevated was the, the prior conversation on that. Um, you know, what should we expect for total CapEx rest of the year? Yeah, thanks, Joe. Um <clears throat> Yeah, as noted, the, the the first half of the year is very biased towards our stripping costs at Tucano. So yeah, it's just the mining phase we were in. So yeah, we we've, we've got to do a lot more capital stripping um, in Q1 and Q2, and then we get into the higher grades lower down. Um, Sean, I, I don't know if you have the the details on capex spend for the year, but um, certainly most of it is in the the first half. <laughs> I don't have the full numbers, but uh, thanks for the question. Um, the deferred stripping costs are, are heavily weighted towards Q1 uh, and tail off uh, by the end of Q2, and those are the bulk of our capital costs during the year. So we would expect the, the Q2 costs uh, will be significantly lower than Q1, and uh, we don't expect significant deferred stripping in the second half of the year. Okay. Um, and then as far as the first quarter went with that, was it in line with the expectations, a little higher, a little lower? Our costs yeah, were in think, line with our expectations. Yeah, pretty pretty much in line. Um, you know, okay. things never never go in a straight line. There's some highs and some lows. And yeah, we, 
um, I think overall the, the team did a really good job and, and delivered what they um, intended to deliver. <clears throat> okay. Uh, one more on Takano. Um, you know, you guys processed a, a very high percentage of the low-grade stockpiles in Q1. Um, what, what should we be modeling as far as percentage of total tonnage um, on a quarterly basis that's coming from those low-grade stockpiles compared to fresh ore? Yeah, the, so the first two quarters, yeah, we are putting stockpile through because the, the mining phase is, is associated with overburden. We do get into the higher grades, so the grades pick up you know, considerably in the, in the second two quarters. So um, <clears throat> consequently, the, the stockpile material drops down. So what we'll see is the gold ounces pick up in Q3 and Q4 because we stopped mining the stockpiles. So, yeah, the Q1 and Q2, is, we are seeing a lot of stockpile material come through. Q3 and Q4, there won't be nearly as much. So, grades go up significantly. Um, and it stays the same, but grades goes up because we're into the, the, the better ore in the, the pits in Q3 and Q4. Okay. Uh, okay, that's fair enough. And then uh, just one on uh, on GMC. Um you guys gave a little bit of color in the release and in your comments on uh, operating costs at, at GMC um, being elevated in the quarter. Um, I think you guys referenced uh, you know lower lower total ounces and you know slightly higher uh, operating costs. But any color on what you're you're expecting you know next quarter to look like and the rest of the year to look like? You know, obviously the twenty two fifty seven was quite elevated on a cash cost basis. Yeah, it is. You know, and and as Neil said, you know, I think GMC was probably been one of our facilities, facilities that had been most impacted by COVID. Um, just it affects your your know, labor productivity and your ability to mine safely. So you know, we did see a number of inefficiencies at GMC in the quarter, and um, COVID cases have dropped significantly. So we do expect things to get better um, going forward. So. We would expect um, GMC to get you know back on track, um, and and they are you know improving as as we speak. So um, I think GMC we can you know expect um, much better results from in, in the second half of the year, and particularly as silver price gets up to where it is now, you know the the ability to generate cash improves uh, significantly at, at GMC. Um, Rob, can I just add a little bit there? I, I think um, one, of, one of the, I mean, as, as I say, there's been a fair amount of sort of restructuring at, at, at GMC that, that costs us quite a bit of quite a bit of money, but it's, it's probably worth it. But one of the things that we've done is we've we've brought the general manager from Corrie Kanja, and we've he's now located at um, at, at Guanajuato, working at the GMC mine. And this this guy is a is an exceptionally strong manager technically and, and in terms of dealing with people, and he's already sort of like grasped things sort of extremely firmly. And um, one of the things he's jumped into is the is the dilution and dilution control. So there's, there's a huge amount of work that's that's going on there in, in terms of getting that that sort of under control. So. I think that things, you know, I think he's also looking at introducing another shift to the mine in some of the places where we've got the reasonable ventilation. 
So I think things are, are going to be moving forward extremely positively in, 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 in this quarter and in the, in the next quarter going onwards. That's, okay. that, that, that's, that's my contribution. Thank you. I'll turn it over. Thanks, Jim. The next question comes from Matthew O'Keefe with Cantor Fitzgerald. Please go ahead. Uh, thanks, operator. Good morning. Good afternoon. Um, just a couple questions for me. First off, um, can you talk a little bit more about the, the oxygen shortage and the impact that it's going to have? I mean, basically, how, how how badly does that impact recoveries, sort of quantifiably, and how long? Um, what's the best estimate for uh, you know um, getting getting your supply back? Shall, shall I thanks, take Matt. this, Ross? Um, I'll take it. Um, yeah, that's, I think, you know, what we've seen in the results that recoveries are impacted by about 2 to 3%. Um, you know, we do have a supply of oxygen, but it's not the good stuff. The good stuff was diverted to hospitals to, you know, help with the, the COVID case. Um, the good news is that we do have oxygen back at site again. Um, it came on um, last week. So, you know, that to me, it indicates two things. One, the hospitals are not urgently needing oxygen anymore, so that's really good for the communities. And two, you know, we do have oxygen back again at our plant, so we expect recoveries to get back up again to where they should be in the you know, 91 92% range. So, um, of course, oxygen could disappear again if COVID um, hospitals need it. But right now, um, things are stable, and we have our oxygen supply back. So... Okay, so so that eighty eight point six percent recovery that was reflective that you had this quarter was reflective of of the oxygen shortage. Correct. Okay, got it. Okay, and then and then as far as you know, we, we're always struggling here a little bit with the with the grade profile at Takano quarter to quarter. Um, I guess it was about point nine percent feed grade. Uh, oh, sorry, point nine grams uh, per ton feed grade this quarter, uh, or first quarter. Similar for the second quarter, or do we see a little raise there, and then and then higher in Q Q3 Q4? Like, is it ramping up or is it a step up? Yeah, it's it's really um, it's it's a story of halves and not quarters. So, um, yeah, the first half of the year, you know, the, the second quarter is going to be similar, maybe a little bit better than the first quarter, but the big increases come in Q3 and Q4. That's when we're into the the high grade ore. <clears throat> Right. Is that um, okay? Similar to what we saw in sort of uh, the second and third quarter of 2020 kind of range. Um, yeah, I don't have the numbers on hand, but certainly the budget like for this year. Like 1.3, 1.4 grams, or or one. Yeah. Fifty-five percent of our production comes from the second half of the year, and then forty-five percent right, okay. from the first half. So you, know, you, you can use that math. <laughs> Okay, so we're so we're still holding our guidance. There, you're still holding to the original guidance for the year. That is correct. Okay, okay, um, yeah, that was just it for me. I mean, all eyes on Takano, and uh, really looking forward to the uh, to ongoing uh, exploration, some exploration success. Thanks, man. Okay, thanks. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then one. The next question comes from Spencer Lemon, a private investor. Please go ahead. 
Oh, uh, hi, guys. I, I came in a little bit late, so I might have missed uh, if, you, if uh, you commented on the GMC tailings and, and that situation. Did you talk about that yet? Um, good morning, Ned. Um, Neil, Neil can address that question. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the, the situation at the moment is that we, we, we've got sort of um, two embankment raises um, in, in the process of being permitted. That's lifts 18 and 19. And what's happened is that the um, environmental people have, have handed it this over to the water authorities, Conagua, to basically to give their ruling on it. Because they, they're looking after the big dams now. Uh, so um, we're still waiting for Conagua to get back. We, we should have actually already had the results about a month a month ago. We should have had it. But unfortunately, they changed the director at Conagua. So that's, that's delayed things a little bit. So in, in, the, in the meantime, we've done some modifications to the, to the way that we, we put the material in there, the way we deposit. And we've managed to gain ourselves um, some capacity up until the first week in July. So we, we, we're hoping that, that, um, that, that, that this will be resolved. With the, that the, the new director should have sort of like sort of bedded himself in by now and being able to sort of make some decisions and things. And we're obviously pressurizing him all the time to do that. But um, so we're hoping that that's, that that's going to come about. Now, we have a couple of plan Bs, but I'm not sure whether they're sort of fully dis disclosed yet. Um, do, do, um, Rob? Can I talk about toll milling? I'm sure. Yeah, so, so we, we've, we've, we've been approached by one um, operator that's sort of re within reasonable trucking distance of, um, of Guanajuato that's, um, that, that could take at least all of our production from the Guanajuato mines. So we, we, we have that sort of plan B. And, and there's, there's, there's other... There's other people around as, as well that can possibly take some of the San Ignacio. So, that, that's, so, so the plan A is that we, we, we sit tight and, and, and keep on pressurizing Conagua for that permit. And the plan B is that, that we, we, we go toll milling. Now, we've already done a whole bunch of sums looking at what, what sort of rates we need to do this. And we, you know, it, it, it doesn't look that bad to me. Funnily enough, but um, anyway, anyway, that's uh, that's the situation at the at present. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you. This concludes the question and answer session. I would like to turn the conference back over to Rob Henderson for any closing remarks. Thank you, operator, and thanks everyone for the time today. Um, just to emphasize that our consolidated production guidance remains unchanged in 135 to 150,000 gold equivalent ounces. Uh, we do expect the second half of 2021 to account for over 55% of this production and our ASIC to be within the guided range as we move into the better sectors at Tucano. I'm pleased to report that we ended the quarter with a healthy balance sheet. Our mines are performing as expected, and our exploration is delivering results that will contribute to the future at Tucano. So on behalf of everyone here at Great Panther, I look forward to sharing our progress with you in the next quarter, and thank you for your time today. This concludes today's conference call. You may disconnect your lines. Thank you for participating 
and have a pleasant day. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.